Second Chronicles chapter 29 Hezekiah was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-nine years. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. In the first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah opened and repaired the doors of the house of the Lord. Then he brought in the priests and Levites and gathered them in the square on the east side. Listen to me, O Levites, he said. Consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the house of the Lord, the God of your fathers. Remove from the holy place every impurity. For our fathers were unfaithful and did evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They abandoned him, turned their faces away from the dwelling place of the Lord, and turned their backs on him. They also shut the doors of the portico and extinguished the lamps. They did not burn incense or present burnt offerings in the holy place of the God of Israel. Therefore the wrath of the Lord has fallen upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he has made them an object of terror, horror, and mockery, as you can see with your own eyes. For behold, this is why our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and daughters and wives are in captivity. Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that his fierce anger will turn away from us. Now, my sons, do not be negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him, to serve him, to minister before him, and to burn incense. Then the Levites set to work. Mahath, son of Amasai, and Joel, son of Azariah, from the Kohathites. Kish, son of Abdi, and Azariah, son of Jehalalel, from the Merarites. Joah, son of Zimah, and Eden, son of Joah, from the Gershonites. Shimri and Jeul, from the Elizaphanites. Zechariah and Mataniah, from the Asaphites. Jehiel and Shimei, from the Hemanites. And Shemaiah and Uziel, from the Jedithonites. When they had assembled their brothers and consecrated themselves, they went in to cleanse the house of the Lord, according to the command of the king, by the words of the Lord. So the priests went inside the house of the Lord to cleanse it, and they brought out to the courtyard all the unclean things that they found in the temple of the Lord. Then the Levites took these things and carried them out to the Kidron Valley. They began the consecration on the first day of the first month, and on the eighth day of the month they reached the portico of the Lord. For eight more days they consecrated the house of the Lord itself, finishing on the sixteenth day of the first month. Then they went in to King Hezekiah and reported, We have cleansed the entire house of the Lord, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the table of the showbread with all its utensils. Moreover, we have prepared and consecrated all the articles that King Ahaz, in his unfaithfulness, cast aside during his reign. They are now in front of the altar of the Lord. Early the next morning, King Hezekiah gathered the city officials and went up to the house of the Lord. They brought seven bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, and seven male goats as a sin offering for the kingdom, for the sanctuary, and for Judah. And the king commanded the priests, the descendants of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of the Lord. So they slaughtered the bulls, and the priests took the blood and sprinkled it on the altar. They slaughtered the rams and sprinkled the blood on the altar. And they slaughtered the lambs and sprinkled the blood on the altar. Then they brought the goats for the sin offering before the king and the assembly, who laid their hands on them. And the priests slaughtered the goats and put their blood on the altar for a sin offering, to make atonement for all Israel, 
because the king had ordered the burnt offering and the sin offering for all Israel. Hezekiah stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, harps, and lyres, according to the command of David, of Gad the king's seer, and of Nathan the prophet. For the command had come from the Lord through his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets. And Hezekiah ordered that the burnt offering be sacrificed on the altar. When the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord and the trumpets began as well, accompanied by the instruments of David, king of Israel. The whole assembly was worshiping, the singers were singing, and the trumpeters were playing. All this continued until the burnt offering was completed. When the offerings were completed, the king and all those present with him bowed down and worshiped. Then King Hezekiah and his officials ordered the Levites to sing praises to the Lord in the words of David and of Asaph the seer. So they sang praises with gladness and bowed their heads and worshipped. Then Hezekiah said, Now that you have consecrated yourself to the Lord, come near and bring sacrifices and thank offerings to the house of the Lord. So the assembly brought sacrifices and thank offerings, and all whose hearts were willing brought burnt offerings. The number of burnt offerings the assembly brought was seventy bulls, a hundred rams, and two hundred lambs. All these were for a burnt offering to the Lord. And the consecrated offerings were six hundred bulls and three thousand sheep. However, since there were not enough priests to skin all the burnt offerings, their Levite brothers helped them until the work was finished and until the priests had been consecrated. For the Levites had been more diligent in consecrating themselves than the priests had been. Furthermore, the burnt offerings were abundant, along with the fat of the peace offerings and the drink offerings for the burnt offerings. So the service of the house of the Lord was established. Then Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced at what God had prepared for the people, because everything had been accomplished so quickly. Chapter 30 Then Hezekiah sent word throughout all Israel and Judah, and he also wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh, inviting them to come to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem to keep the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel. For the king and his officials and the whole assembly in Jerusalem had decided to keep the Passover in the second month, since they had been unable to observe it at the regular time, because not enough priests had consecrated themselves, and the people had not been gathered in Jerusalem. This proposal pleased the king and the whole assembly, so they established a decree to circulate a proclamation throughout Israel, from Beersheba to Dan, that the people should come to keep the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel, in Jerusalem. For they had not observed it as a nation as prescribed. So the couriers went throughout Israel and Judah with letters from the king and his officials, which read, Children of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, so that he may return to those of you who remain, who have escaped the grasp of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your fathers and brothers who were unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their fathers, so that he made them an object of horror, as you can see. Now do not stiffen your necks as your fathers did. Submit to the Lord and come to his sanctuary, which he has consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God, so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your brothers and sons will receive mercy in the presence of their captors, and will return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful. He will not turn his face away from you if you return to him. 
And the couriers traveled from city to city through the land of Ephraim and Manasseh as far as Zebulun. But the people scorned and mocked them. Nevertheless, some from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. Moreover, the power of God was on the people in Judah to give them one heart to obey the command of the king and his officials according to the word of the Lord. In the second month, a very great assembly gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They proceeded to remove the altars in Jerusalem and to take away the incense altars and throw them into the Kidron Valley. And on the fourteenth day of the second month, they slaughtered the Passover lamb. The priests and Levites were ashamed, and they consecrated themselves and brought burnt offerings to the house of the Lord. They stood at their prescribed post, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priests sprinkled the blood, which they received from the hand of the Levites. Since there were many in the assembly who had not consecrated themselves, the Levites were in charge of slaughtering the Passover lambs for every unclean person to consecrate the lambs to the Lord. A large number of the people, many from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulun, had not purified themselves, yet they ate the Passover, contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah interceded for them, saying, May the Lord, who is good, provide atonement for everyone who sets his heart on seeking God, the Lord, the God of his fathers, even if he is not cleansed according to the purification rules of the sanctuary. And the Lord heard Hezekiah, and healed the people. The Israelites who were present in Jerusalem celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days with great joy, and the Levites and priests praised the Lord day after day, accompanied by loud instruments of praise to the Lord. And Hezekiah encouraged all the Levites who performed skillfully before the Lord. For seven days they ate their assigned portion, sacrificing fellowship offerings and giving thanks to the Lord, the God of their fathers. The whole assembly agreed to observe seven more days, so they observed seven days with joy. For Hezekiah, king of Judah, contributed a thousand bulls and seven thousand sheep for the assembly, and the officials contributed a thousand bulls and ten thousand sheep for the assembly, and a great number of priests consecrated themselves. Then the whole assembly of Judah rejoiced along with the priests and Levites, and the whole assembly that had come from Israel including the foreigners who had come from Israel and those who lived in Judah. So there was great rejoicing in Jerusalem, for nothing like this had happened there since the days of Solomon, son of King David of Israel. Then the priests and the Levites stood to bless the people, and God heard their voice, and their prayer came into his holy dwelling place in heaven. Chapter 31 When all this had ended, the Israelites in attendance went out to the cities of Judah, and broke up the sacred pillars, chopped down the Asherah poles, and tore down the high places and altars throughout Judah and Benjamin, as well as in Ephraim and Manasseh, until they had utterly destroyed them all. Then all the Israelites returned to their cities, each to his own property. Hezekiah reestablished the divisions of the priests and Levites, each of them according to their duties as priests or Levites, for the burnt offerings and peace offerings, for ministry, for giving thanks, and for singing praises at the gates of the Lord's dwelling. The king contributed from his own possessions for the regular morning and evening burnt offerings, and for the burnt offerings on the Sabbaths, new moons, and appointed feasts, as written in the law of the Lord. Moreover, he commanded the people living in Jerusalem to make a contribution 
for the priests and Levites so that they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. As soon as the order went out, the Israelites generously provided the first fruits of the grain, new wine, oil, and honey, and of all the produce of the field. And they brought in an abundance, a tithe of everything. And the Israelites and Judahites, who lived in the cities of Judah, also brought a tithe of their herds and flocks, and a tithe of the holy things consecrated to the Lord their God. And they laid them in large heaps. In the third month they began building up the heaps, and they finished in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and his officials came and viewed the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and Levites about the heaps, and Azariah, the chief priest of the household of Zadok, answered him. Since the people began to bring their contributions into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat, and there is plenty left over, because the Lord has blessed his people. This great abundance is what is left over. Then Hezekiah commanded them to prepare storerooms in the house of the Lord, and they did so. And they faithfully brought in the contributions, tithes, and dedicated gifts. Conaniah the Levite was the officer in charge of them, and his brother Shimei was second. Jehiel, Azaziah, Nahath, Esahel, Jeremoth, Josabad, Eliel, Ismachiah, Mahath and Benaiah were overseers under the authority of Conaniah and his brother Shimei by appointment of King Hezekiah and of Azariah, the chief official of the house of God. Kore, son of Imna the Levite, the keeper of the east gate, was in charge of the freewill offerings given to God, distributing the contributions to the Lord and the consecrated gifts. Under his authority, Eden, Menamon, Jeshua, Shimeiah, Amariah, and Shechaniah faithfully distributed portions to their fellow priests in their cities, according to their divisions, old and young alike. In addition, they distributed portions to the males registered by genealogy, who were three years of age or older, to all who would enter the house of the Lord for their daily duties for service in the responsibilities of their divisions, and to the priests enrolled according to their families in the genealogy as well as to the Levites twenty years of age or older, according to their duties and divisions. The genealogy included all the little ones, wives, sons, and daughters in the whole assembly, for they had faithfully consecrated themselves as holy. As for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, who lived on the farmlands around each of their cities, or in any other city, men were designated by name to distribute a portion to every male among the priests and to every Levite, listed by the genealogies. So this is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah. He did what was good and upright and true before the Lord his God. He was diligent in every work that he began in the service of the house of God and in the law and the commandments in order to seek his God, and so he prospered. Chapter 32 after all these acts of faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified cities, intending to conquer them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come to make war against Jerusalem, he consulted with his leaders and commanders about stopping at the waters of the springs outside the city, and they helped him carry it out. Many people assembled and stopped up all the springs and the stream that flowed through the land, 
Why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water, they said. Then Hezekiah worked resolutely to rebuild all the broken sections of the wall and to raise up towers on it. He also built an outer wall and reinforced the supporting terraces of the city of David, and he produced an abundance of weapons and shields. Hezekiah appointed military commanders over the people and gathered the people in the square of the city gate. Then he encouraged them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged before the king of Assyria and the vast army with him, for there is a greater one with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. So the people were strengthened by the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Later, Asenacherib, king of Assyria, and all his forces besieged Lachish. He sent his servants to Jerusalem with a message for King Hezekiah of Judah and all the people of Judah who were in Jerusalem. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says. What is the basis of your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? Is not Hezekiah misleading you to give you over to death by famine and thirst when he says, The Lord our God will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria? Did not Hezekiah himself remove his high places and his altars and say to Judah and Jerusalem, You must worship before one altar, and on it you shall burn sacrifices? Do you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of the lands? Have the gods of these nations ever been able to deliver their land from my hand? Who among all the gods of these nations that my fathers devoted to destruction has been able to deliver his people from my hand? How then can your God deliver you from my hand? So now do not let Hezekiah deceive you, and do not let him mislead you like this. Do not believe him. For no god of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or from the hand of my fathers. How much less will your god deliver you from my hand? And the servants of Sennacherib spoke further against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. He also wrote letters mocking the Lord, the God of Israel, and saying against him, Just as the gods of the nations did not deliver their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not deliver his people from my hand. Then the Assyrians called out loudly in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem, who were on the wall, to frighten and terrify them in order to capture the city. They spoke against the God of Jerusalem, as they had spoken against the gods of the peoples of the earth, the work of human hands. In response, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, cried out to heaven in prayer, and the Lord sent an angel who annihilated every mighty man of valor and every leader and commander in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace, and when he entered the temple of his God, some of his own sons struck him down with the sword. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from the hands of King Sennacherib of Assyria and all the others, and he gave them rest on every side. Many brought offerings to Jerusalem for the Lord and valuable gifts for Hezekiah, king of Judah. And from then on, he was exalted in the eyes of all nations. In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill. So he prayed to the Lord, who spoke to him and gave him a sign. But because his heart was proud, Hezekiah did not repay the favor shown to him. 
Therefore wrath came upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah humbled the pride of his heart, he and the people of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them during the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah had very great riches and honor, and he made treasuries for his silver, gold, precious stones, spices, shields, and all kinds of valuable articles. He also made storehouses for the harvest of grain and new wine and oil, stalls for all kinds of livestock, and pens for the flocks. He made cities for himself, and he acquired herds of sheep and cattle in abundance, for God gave him very great wealth. It was Hezekiah who blocked the upper outlet of the spring of Gihon and channeled it down to the west side of the city of David. And Hezekiah prospered in all that he did. And so when ambassadors of the rulers of Babylon were sent to him to inquire about the wonder that had happened in the land, God left him alone to test him, that he might know all that was in Hezekiah's heart. As for the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his deeds of loving devotion, they are indeed written in the vision of the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Hezekiah rested with his fathers and was buried in the upper tombs of David's descendants. All Judah and the people of Jerusalem paid him honor at his death, and his son Manasseh reigned in his place.